0: Welcome to the Six Hats podcast, where I, Dr. Shammy, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. everyone, welcome back. And I'm really, really excited to have Dr. Dwaraka back again. We had such an exciting conversation last time all about our journey into meditation. And today we really wanna have another great conversation about stress and busyness and health and how are we actually making those decisions ourselves or are we influenced by the people around us? So welcome, Dwaraka. Hi Shami, thank you for having me back. I'm super excited. So Erica, I know like when I was living in London like 11-12 years ago, I remember how busy I was and so it was a packed week of work and then every evening i'll go out and we'll meet friends and the weekends you know we'll be doing something if it was not like a class we'll be learning something or socializing and i remember just leading very very busy lives and i really want to challenge that do we have to be so busy and what drives that busyness are we making up the choices ourselves or are we actually influenced by the people around us
1: Oh, I'm smiling as you say that, because are you sure you're not talking about me too? Um, I hear you loud and clear. Yes, I've shared that be- being busy. Do we have to? That's a brilliant question. At that time, I felt I had to because of oh, long hours being a doctor, there was a, didn't seem to be the choice. And I'm saying that emphasizing that word because maybe that's part of the whole picture as well so with the long hours working really hard really drained and then feeling that it was also fear of missing out for me so therefore going out if others are going out and they might be in different totally different fields jobs so they had you know they a lot of my friends and colleagues in the tribe would finish a lot earlier in other jobs and they'd be free in the weekends going out. So I think it was partly fear of missing out and wanting to have things to share. Um, But I love what you're saying about being busy. Is
0: it necessary? And the impact. You've touched on a really good point, Glarica. the whole FOMO, fear of missing out is actually driving behavior. And, you know, we talked about the whole sitting doing nothing over the weekend and not having the greatest conversation with other people about it up to the point of feeling a bit embarrassed you know it feels really uncomfortable but didn't you mention previously that you've changed your habits and people have questioned that so it's as though you're standing out you're not part of the tribe when you've changed your habits for example you've stopped watching tv
1: yes yeah, so, so, oh, so i made that change a long time ago now and it, it was perhaps from a place of, I'd like to say I was so empowered and trying to look after my health. Well, if it was, yes. And I want to honor myself for that rather than, you know, putting myself self-deprecating. But also it was from a place of frustration, actually, at not having time, just because of the very demanding working hours and life. And I found that I didn't have much time to do much else. So I'd come home and try to, unwind in inverted commas in front of the TV. But then I found that I wasn't really doing much or I'd be lacking sleep if I tried to also go out. So yeah, I made that change a long time ago, Shami, to cut down and actually stop TV altogether. And I'm glad to say I've kept that up. However, it's been a challenge because I do feel like I'm missing out. So when people, I won't mention particular programs, but there's certain serials that come up or serials series that come up or movies and people be talking about it and so often I do maybe I'm judging myself as coming across as a bit simple or dumb because they'll be talking about this and oh there's this actor and he's hot and and there's this person and this is a great series you've got to watch this there's tons of them of the different new series that were coming out And I remember thinking, I actually haven't got anything to contribute to this conversation. And I think I felt a little bit simple. That was my perception of myself, perhaps. And often the conversation would, well, dry up because there was lots of TV others were watching. So yes, to answer your question, I gave up TV. And I know others that I was talking to would um, almost uh, look at me like, oh, so what do you you're not watching that program. Oh my God, where have you been? Kind of thing. You know, that sort of, what do you do? Where have you been? You know, you're not living if you're not watching TV. Not from everyone. And it wasn't a cruel thing. It was just a surprise. Then I realized, wow, how many of us are so conditioned or used to watching TV. I'm not saying that from a place of judgment necessarily. That's not my intention, but an observation. I was that. I'd watch hours of TV just to unwind. And yes, I'd have stuff to talk about, but I really wasn't plugging into maybe connecting with people as much as I wanted to, which I love, or my creativity. So it was interesting, Shami, people would be in a bit of judgment. They're not trying to be mean. They were just surprised, very surprised. It was very rare at that time. I think it's got a bit more common now, I think, about not watching
0: I think you've given a really just a really good simple example and that can actually translate to various parts of health because we actually when we're doing something different we're standing out of the crowd we're standing out of the tribe and you've explained it in such a great example of I didn't have anything to contribute so I wasn't being part of the tribe and that can be really really difficult when you're actually creating a new habit. So Dwaraka, you're so right. Stopping watching TV is just one example, but what happens if you go, right, I'm meditating more, or I've decided to work less. I've changed my life and I am not going to do a stressful job anymore. I've cut down my hours or even simple things like I'm exercising more. If you're not part of a tribe that supports it, you do stand out. And it's really interesting because that, really either supports your behavior or drives you away from sticking to your habit. So it's that whole tribe effect, which is so powerful. And the more I see it, the more I go, wow. So what does that mean? Are we literally conditioned by the people around us or influenced by the people around us or do we actually make our own decisions? And if we wanna do something different that's away from our tribe, it actually takes a lot of effort and a lot of courage And a good example I have to give you, it's so funny story. Literally it happened a couple of weeks ago where it was two dinners, two different groups, one after the other, like on a Friday night, one group on a Saturday night, another group So the Friday night group. Like, right, I've just had a hot week. I'm going to order some hot chips and we were in an Italian restaurant. And here we were just wow, this was a carby meal. What am I doing? And then (laughs) the following night, I was hanging out with friends who were pure carnivore. That means that all they eat is meat or part of the low-carb groups. And it was hilarious because we were in a pub and so what we ordered came with chips, but the chips were all put in a plate, pushed to one side of the table and no one touched it. <laughs> it was just two different scenarios, two different groups, two different scenarios. And I go, wow, this is the tribe effect and how powerful it is. We can actually use it to our advantage but just being aware as well of how else is it influencing you for example you know like we talked about meditation last time and you know even like the tv scenario when people question you because you're doing something different you stand out how does that feel for you lorica
1: oh shami i just love our conversations because i just oh right How does it feel? So resonating. As per usual, I'm smiling away. I know I went on video and I'm smiling away. How does it resonate? I want to just pick up and just honor your point about, oof, it was an oof moment for me. Are we actually following the tribe effect or are we actually making our own decisions? Something along those lines you shared just before you shared what you shared just now. Wow. I mean, how empowered are we being in our choices? And the meal was a brilliant example, made me giggle. How does it feel for me? So many things, Shami. As I'm going through, so there's been lots of, you know, lovely, wonderful, empowering changes that I've made for myself. And I have often found, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit of a minority or alone. Yes, meditation, It's what I what is wonderful, it's become definitely much more embraced and... People are looking to that for well-being. TV, for example, is still very much, I feel like, more of a minority. And conversations, I'm amazed how conversations are dominated by what's going on in, I don't know, the media or TV. I'm not suggesting that people have to stop or, or that people change anything there. But it's just interesting how much it does dominate our lives, devices, TV. How does it resonate? And even the meals, I hear you. I'm observing as you're talking and now how I thankfully am more aware of being less of a chameleon. And I know that we, well, I'm looking forward to hearing some of the shares that you have. Studies-wise, I understand, Shammy, but chameleon is what I feel that I have been before and I, I can see a lot of people might be without realising. So for example, with meals, it just made me reflect how yeah I am influenced by others around me and much less so now um also with in terms of working less partly because of actually I'm going to own it and say because of very very demanding and stressful working life burnout actually I decided to work less and I remember feeling this unsaid judgment from colleagues they weren't necessarily friends but colleagues they'd be like what do you do the rest of the time and and I didn't Feel like I had to answer because it was from a place of almost comparison, competition. That the that the questions seemed to come from. I'm saying that because I'm going to trust my intuition. That's what it felt like. Part of maybe partly we are fitting in because we're trying to compete rather than collaborate, rather than wanting to be unique. I also want to say, Shami, it does feel harder being different. It does seem to take more courage. It feels harder. I'm not saying it's it is. I think it's getting easier with practice. But it felt easier, almost like a passive thing, fitting
0: in and doing the long hours. Oh, wow. dwarka I completely resonate because even myself, I've sort of cut down. Just I've decided to redesign my life and just cut down on the hours that create a lifestyle where I enjoy going to work. I enjoy, I look forward to it and I want to spend the rest of the week doing different things, whether it's music or singing or running a business or being creative, I took a stand and I wanted to redesign my life. And you'll never believe the number of questions I get. What do you mean you just work two and a half days or three days? I don't understand that. Oh my God. The number of remarks I've got is just unbelievable from different generations. So what do you do with the rest of the week? It's almost society has conditioned us to say that you've got to be productive every day of the week. Perhaps weekends they give us they give us the weekends. But you know, if it's Monday to Friday, it's just conditioned to say you've gotta be productive. So it's just really interesting when you're stepping away from I was gonna say norm, but I, I don't wanna use that word. When you're stepping away from what majority of the people are doing, it's you do stand out and then you suddenly are not part of the conversation in the tribe. You're you're doing something different. And it can trigger the stress response being different. And you're absolutely right, Dwarika, it takes courage to be different, to keep doing what you're doing when there's no one around you doing the same thing. And the opposite effect happens when you're surrounded by people who think alike, just as creative, just as, you know, you are and redesigning your life and saying, actually, I, I don't want to experience burnout. I don't want to work long hours. I want to create a different life. When you form this group, it is so powerful. It really is powerful. So I was just kind of reflecting on that. It has there been like research done on the whole tribe effect? And when I was looking, I go, what is it about the tribe that draws you in so you feel stronger and connected? And just a few things that I'm going to say is like, from the research, what it is, it gives us identity and meaning. We crave emotional, psychological, and physical benefits that being part of a tribe provide. Without that feeling of belonging, we can't actually thrive. We fail to thrive. So it's just that sense of person, purpose, reason to interact with others. We want to blend in and we seek out like-minded people. Yes. Wow. That makes a lot of sense it really does doesn't it because we just naturally want to seek out people who think alike so not only for validation but we feel safe when we feel that the group accepts us for who we are and when we're doing something different it's as though it, and it actually goes you know back in time where the whole stress response you know humans are pack animals and we had to survive in groups and if you thought differently if you were out of the group, it triggered the stress response because you needed it for your survival, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it, Thawarika? Do you know what? It
1: makes total sense. It's not either or, and it makes so much sense, Shami. It really does. I'm reflecting on how then it percolates, impermeates into (laughs) everything (laughs) we did. Yeah. Percolate? No, it makes sense, Shami. It really makes sense. A fear of being ostracized, and therefore if you're alone, you're less safe. It all makes so much sense.
0: And that actually reflects not only, you know, from what we describe, but also how we, we're designing our lives, the impact of stress, how busy we are, you know, just even using the word busy really irritates me now because I go, Is that <laughs> a choice? Do people have to be busy? For example, you know, you want to meet up with a friend you haven't seen in ages, and they go, Oh, I'm free in six weeks' time, you know, because we're so busy and oh, that infuriates me. <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a community where you are just bumping into people that you know, and you're having incidental conversations, that's a bit of a sidetrack, but it's, are we making the choices, or are we actually influenced by the people around us, and how can we turn that to advantage, where we seek out people who think alike, and Shani, I want to say out of excitement, whilst I did share, it can be, it feels
1: hard, and it, it's less so now, but it feels hard to step out and embrace my uniqueness, or it might feel hard for others to embrace their uniqueness and do something different. But have you found, Shami, the more that you do shine in your own uniqueness or step out and do something different, then whilst it might seem like you're a minority, you find other people like you more, and you find your tribe, maybe a tribe that you've,
0: Grown, you've, you've grown found. different.
1: Absolutely. You
0: found, yeah. You're so oh, I found you so true, actually, because then you start developing new interests, and then you find people who have similar interests. And you know, in the last couple of last two years, especially, what I found is I've migrated from coffee catch-ups to walk and talk catch-ups, <laughs> and I'm love actually that. loving it, loving it. I go, oh my god, the number of hours you would spend in a coffee shop. Now we go for a week for an hour and a half and have this most amazing experience in nature. We're loving it. And a new tribe is formed that loves doing that. So you're absolutely right how you just sort of... sort of, It's like a dance. You kind of dance your way from one tribe to another as your interests change.
1: Oh, I want to take that in. You dance from one tribe to another as your interests change. Yes. Yes, you're not... I mean, one of the things is courage and it is scary. But when you, yeah, oh, I love what you said. It is a dance. And then you find new magical tribes. And it's also, perhaps, Shami, it's a fear of loss, again, related to the tribal effect. Because then fear if you lose your friends or your tribe, again, you're unsafe and you're not going to thrive. But then the next door opens and you get the tribe who share your new interests. I love what you said. And the walking and talking now you found a newer, better way, and I know that a lot of people have found much healthier ways of being in the last two, three years. Whilst it's been a, definitely a wow, a journey of ups and downs. Have you noticed how people have found new tribes and new ways of being? And I love, as someone in health and well-being, and as someone who you know we all care about humanity, how people are getting healthier and more collective and united a bit. You know, with new ways of being, people are walking together and exploring nature more. I love
0: your example, Shami. It resonates on a wider scale. Absolutely. so we could ap- apply and we can use the power of tribes to create new habits. Just exactly of what we said, You know, instead of waiting for the new tribe to emerge and for you to sort of find it, it is literally not only looking for it and then attracting it to your life, for example you know finding people who like to meditate finding people who love staying healthy and being active and eating a certain way and literally migrating towards that tribe and wanting to be around them a lot more or even as simple as you know people who lift you up and are positive and have your back and want you to sort of do well you know there's so many aspects of it that can transform your life And I think it really applies to health. When you're surrounded by people who want to be healthy, want to eat well, it is 10 times more easy. And I often say this to patients, like if you are thinking of changing the way you eat, and I want to move away from the word diet as well, but changing the way you eat, changing your lifestyle, you cannot do it on your own. You've got to have your partner on board. You've got to have your family on board. It is 10 times easier when everyone's, on that same path when your tribe is on the same path really
1: yes and you have a, like a collective encouragement and we watch and learn don't we we sort of we emulate others around us so in that way that could be a, a nice comedian effect i.e you want to be healthy because you see your friend or i know a couple of beautiful souls in my tribe they're just wonderfully healthy and i and they do help me go hang on maybe i can cut down on my carbs or just for, by them being them oh i love what you're sharing. I love the fact that you've raised about nutrition, Shami, because I must admit, I did not realize the power of it, even though I have been in health and well-being, just went into a bit of a rubbish lifestyle, really, just eating on the go. And when you're surrounded by other, say, doctors doing the same thing, it, yeah, it can also work the other way around as well. I guess we can use the lack of time as an excuse, but it's, it's yeah. I'm Loving the way you're bringing this into how we can manage well-being in a holistic way bringing in the, the awareness of tribal effect on our well-being. I think that's powerful, Shami, in stress, in general, disease prevention. Wow. Yes.
0: Massive. Funny you should mention the chameleon effect because we, you know, before the podcast, we were talking about this study and I've got to share this study, how humans are very quick to imitate the people around us. We're very good at copying and often we copy without thinking thinking and it's and I laugh because a good example is like you know when there's a when there's a queue you just join it (laughs) when there's a queue in a for example the post office or there's a queue somewhere and you're like right this is the queue okay I've got to join it and you don't even ask are you in the right queue and that's that's such an English joke isn't it I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it they just literally just join queues without even asking but the whole way humans are designed like we're very good at copying the people around us and interestingly when i was looking up some studies surrounding this actually two psychologists Horner and Witten, were the first psychologists to actually observe what they call the chameleon effect which is literally how people change to blend in with their environment and so there was a, apparently a really famous study and it's actually quite hilarious when i think about it so there were two groups of subjects children and chimpanzees and literally the whole idea was they're going to teach both groups how to open this box and they will retrieve a, a treat so they, tra- they taught both groups, but both groups were taught something in like an unnecessary step. And the step was like, oh, there was a stick and then you had to just hit the box, then open it. And it was, oh, you know, had to tap on the box with a stick. So it was really irrelevant. And the children, I think they were at four or five, copied all the steps to open the box, even the irrational step. And it was really funny. Guess what the chimpanzees did, Orica? I don't know why I feel like giggling. Just the way you present stuff is wonderful. I don't know, Shami. share what the sh- chimpanzees did. So they were actually, they opened the box, but they actually did not do the irrational step of tapping it because it didn't make sense. So they literally ignored that step entirely and just opened the box with their hands. And it was so funny because the conclusion was brilliant i just clapped my hands and said brilliant (laughs) so the conclusion what chimpanzees are more rational than human children or adults how funny is that oh dear (laughs) how quick are we to just copy one another and and it goes on to sort of say like psychologists say is it for survival is it to build rapport is it to blend in to sustain identity it's really interesting isn't it how easy we are to mimic the people around us and it I guess maybe it comes down to that whole tribe effect of blending in being connected and again not triggering that fight-or-flight response
1: wow I've actually got my eyes closed just feeling that I know personally that's been my journey trying to fit in or just people it's almost like you don't want to disrupt the rock the boat or you're So actually, I totally own up to being like the the wee little four or five year olds. Not quite understanding, but just going ahead and doing it just because everyone else is doing it.
0: Really interesting. Or even saying things just because other people are saying it. So true. But it's funny you should say that because I'm just kind of reflecting on my food journey. You know, until like 10, 11 years ago when I got into all of this, I didn't even check the labels on food. I just went along and you know, we moved countries growing up and we went from Malaysia to England when I was four. And I remember our diet changing considerably. And I was wondering, where was that influence? Was it just the TV influencing us to suddenly buy cereals and milk and eat a Western diet? And it's really interesting. We just started copying the people around us and it never changed until you woke up and suddenly realized, why am I doing what I'm doing? And that was a massive revelation for me especially in the last 11 years of actually i need to know what i'm eating because it's transforming my health and it's really important but i never made the connection i literally just copied so how often are we doing that in so many aspects of a life we're just copying what everyone else is eating at work because you know it's a table full of chocolates or we're <laughs> um copying everyone else because they're going out and going out lots or drinking alcohol or drinking lots of coffees how often do we copy someone else's behavior
1: Mm, gosh I have I mentioned I love our conversations because it makes it just opens up the vastness of this principle and topic that is a beautiful example you use Shami, about moving there's so many wonderful things we can explore there in terms of you know moving in different places and cultures and, and foods and But I love that example about you moving as a four-year-old from Malaysia to here and automatically adapt, adopting, adopting, and adapting, both of which are beautiful principles, but automatically taking on the mainstream breakfast. Maybe not questioning, is it healthy or not? I'm not saying cereals are bad, everyone listening to this. I'm not saying it's bad or good. Just observing, being curious. How interesting. How interesting. We do the same. How interesting moving from sri lanka to here so it's it really interesting and never questioning it and just following almost like getting on the treadmill and just following it yes but without stepping up yeah.
0: absolutely and then it kind of reflects in different aspects of life of how busy we are and how many activities we do and you know the yes. long hours we could go on and on Dwarka, but i love for our listeners to really experience another one of your meditations. And what would you like to do a meditation for us on?
1: You know, Shami, it'll be wonderful to honor each, each of us to honor ourselves and to feel whole because whilst the tribal effect is wonderful, whilst fitting in is wonderful, maybe if we each of us felt whole when we come together, it'll only be even more magical and even more of a thriving state for everyone. So how about we do a meditation, I am enough.
0: Love it, love it. Go for it, Dwaraka. Okay, so everyone,
1: thank you so much for joining Shami and I today. I invite you to join in this short meditation. For well-being, if you feel it resonates, please maybe come back to this meditation. If you are driving or using heavy machinery or involved in an activity, perhaps I would advise—well, not perhaps—I would ask not to do this meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place. If you are not involved in an activity, find yourself a comfortable place, either sat up or lying down, and simply just get yourself cozy and uh, right. And I ask you to—I invite you to close your eyes because that's generally bit more helpful to go deeper inwards, but you don't have to. If you want to keep your eyes open, you might just want to have a soft focus on the floor. Lovely. And this is beautiful to do with your children as well, if they're open to. Okay, let's start off by setting an intention, a focus. So really go within and perhaps create what you would like to get out of this meditation. What would you like to let go? And what would you like to bring in more of or replace it with? So, for example, it could be letting go of fear of being rejected if you don't fit in, for example. And it could be I would like to bring in a feeling of self-acceptance and love for exactly who I am. Or it could simply be letting go of fear and bringing in love for yourself. So I'll give you just uh, about 15 seconds or so to set yourself an intention. And you might want to place your hand on your heart, your left hand on your heart, while you're setting your intention. Now, I suspect that's just a bit under 15 seconds, but I hope you had some time to set your intention. And remember, you can always come back to this recording later. If you need more time. Okay, everyone. So for those joining us today, um, if you would like to gently close your eyes if you haven't already, or have a soft focus with your eyes open if you prefer. And you might just want to uh, place your legs on the floor with your feet flat and your palms on your lap. Or if you're lying down, make yourself nice and cozy, lying on your back, preferably. And now I invite you to take beautiful, deep, slow, full breaths in and out through your nose. As you breathe in, breathe deeply into the lower parts of your lungs, allowing your abdomen to puff out with a full breath in and deep slow, full breath out. Again, beautiful, nourishing, deep, slow, full breath in and breathe fully out. Wonderful. Now going at your own pace of full breaths in and out. Feel yourself going deeper and deeper into a beautiful state of relaxation. Feel any tension in your muscles melt away. If any thoughts arise, simply let them be. Simply let them pass through like clouds in the sky. Try not to judge or stop
2: any thoughts. Allow them to simply come, say hello and go. Wonderful, you're doing really well. And now bring your attention
1: to the middle of your chest, to your heart area. And you're welcome to place your left hand on your heart simply to connect with this area. Now, think of someone or something like a pet that you
2: love, that you care for, that you appreciate, or that you are thankful for. And as you
1: do, feel this warm, fuzzy feeling that it brings with it. Now, imagine and visualize this area in the center of your chest.
2: Blossom in light pink rose quartz color. Imagine
1: it like a beautiful pink rose opening up. Ah, feel it expand around you, around your chest area. And now with your next breath in, breathe in beautiful iridescent white light from above
2: your head. And bring this into your chest area. Wonderful.
1: And now feel this warm pink glow around your heart, expand more, expand to fill the whole of you. Now visualize and imagine and feel all parts of you
2: bathed in pink rose quartz color, the color of love. Beautiful, you are now radiating vibrations of love and beautiful healing white light.
1: And now I invite you to breathe out anything that you
2: wish to release, such as fear, fear of rejection, Fear of what will happen if you don't fit in. Fear of not being yourself and therefore being judged. It might be fear of speaking up.
1: It might be fear of what will they say if I be myself? Or it could be anxiety about not being enough if you don't fit in. You will know and trust what you wish to release. So with your breath out, breathe any of this energy that you wish to release out. And now with a breath in, breathe in what you wish to bring in more of. It could be love for yourself.
2: It could be acceptance of yourself exactly as you are. It could be breathing in a feeling of wholeness, your natural divine self. Breathe out what you wish to release. Breathe in, deep into all parts of you, what you wish to bring in or reconnect with. Beautiful. And now see and feel yourself glowing brighter, all over, white and pink.
1: And now say the following words if it resonates with you.
2: I am enough. And feel every part of you infused with the energy of these words. I am enough.
1: And now slowly and gently come back into your body now. Wriggle your fingers and toes, and you might want to pat your arms and legs. And slowly and gently open your eyes. Or for those with the eyes open, you can open them freely. And welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you, you. T. Thank, Thank you, Dwaraka. That was just so awesome. So needed. So needed. Thank you.
1: Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shami. It's always wonderful creating, collaborating with you. Beautiful. Nice.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Dwaraka. Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take home message today? Remember it's all about progress and not perfection. And are you suffering from stress? Visit Usawa Learning Hub on usawa.com.au and sign up for the six week challenge on how to reduce stress today. Enjoy the journey.